Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. Today, we're talking about tapping into our brain power to manage our weight. We've all heard about the value of a positive mindset, but what does that really mean? Today, I'm not talking specifically about a growth mindset, which is actually a favorite topic of mine and one we'll discuss in a future episode. Instead, I'm talking about how to impact our behaviors by getting up into our brains to find out the root cause of our actions. When we're thinking about exercise, it might actually be finding the root cause of our inaction. I hear from people all the time that they know they should do something to lose weight, but they're just not doing it. First of all, please stop shoulding all over yourself. It's never helpful to say, I should do this or I shouldn't do that. Come on, don't be so mean. The good news is that there is a way to get to those actions that you'd like to take for weight loss. If you know what you'd like to do, but you're not doing it, the answer lies in your brain for sure. Specifically, we can dig into our thoughts. Our thoughts are like an internal soundtrack of words that can either inspire and motivate us or defeat us. Recently on a coaching call, a wonderful client said, I have to forgive myself for eating a cookie. When I heard her say that, all I could think was, wow, that is so harsh. Stop beating yourself up over a cookie. Eating one cookie is a neutral fact. She ate one cookie. That doesn't mean she was being bad, and I would never say that a cookie is bad either. A cookie is just a cookie, full stop. And she is just a human who ate a cookie. <laughs> okay, the cookie is neutral. By the way, she's certainly not alone. I've eaten plenty of cookies. It's actually her thought about eating the cookie that is impacting her mindset far more than the cookie itself. When she thinks the thought, I have to forgive myself for eating a cookie, what she's creating is a feeling, a feeling of what? Maybe disappointment or regret or shame. Maybe she feels like a failure. Based on her statement that she has to forgive herself, I think she's creating a pretty strong emotion like shame. Now, stay with me on this. I'd like you to consider when you feel ashamed, how do you behave? What action do you take? I'll tell you what I don't do when I'm feeling ashamed. I don't take the action of calling a friend to take a walk. I don't make myself a bowl of edamame for a snack. I don't go for a bike ride. Usually, when I'm feeling ashamed, I'm thinking about ice cream, <laughs> right? That's just me. Or maybe I don't feel like cooking dinner. 
because it's emotionally draining to feel ashamed. I want to avoid my feelings and numb out by flipping through Instagram until it's too late to cook a healthy dinner. Then I tell my family we're ordering pizza and say it's because I don't have the bandwidth to cook. So just notice this. It's not the fact that my client ate one cookie that made her feel ashamed and led to her scrolling through social media and then ordering pizza for dinner. No, it's her thought. I have to forgive myself for eating a cookie. That created the shame. And the downstream result of that shame, which led to the pizza, is she doesn't lose weight, which further confirms her view that she's somehow broken, that she's doing something wrong. The fantastic news is that our thoughts are completely optional. (laughs) Once we start catching thoughts that create these kinds of negative feelings and impact our actions, we have an opportunity to start curating other thoughts. We can invite ourselves to try on a different thought. You see, I've had other clients tell me that they ate one cookie from a place of utter excitement. I can't believe it. I did it. We had a box of Girl Scout Thin Mints and I only ate one cookie. Then I put the box in the freezer and I haven't had another one in five days. Woohoo! That client chose a thought that made her feel proud, powerful, excited, and accomplished. So is the first client just a loser who can't get her perspective right? Of course not. She's a human with a human brain like the rest of us. And our brains tend to look for the negative. So many of us go there, especially when it comes to highlighting our own perceived flaws or failures. These thoughts aren't wrong. It's just that they're not serving us. So how do we go from, I have to forgive myself for eating a cookie, to, I'm so proud of myself for eating a cookie? (laughs) The first step is simply raising our awareness to notice when we're feeling bad about ourselves or feeling discouraged, and then to get curious about the thought that created that feeling. Often we feel the feeling, but don't have awareness about the thought because it's buried deep in our brain. We don't even recognize these unintentional thoughts because they're so automatic. We've practiced them so many times. So my client may have felt shame about eating the cookie without knowing specifically why she felt ashamed. Here's a question. When you eat off plan, how do you speak to yourself? Do you berate yourself? Demean yourself? Studies tell us that we tend to internalize weight bias, which often leads to critical thoughts. It's not just society that's hard on people who carry excess weight. We're just as hard on ourselves. I first encountered this concept that we create our own feelings from our thoughts back in 1990 when I read a book by Harriet Lerner called The Dance of Anger. (laughs) You can go out and buy it. It was a great book. I'm not sure if it uh, reads a little outdated all of these years later, But the concept hit me hard, and I've never forgotten it. 
Her book was about relationships, not about weight, but the same brain power or thought work applies. She basically teaches that we can't control anyone else's words or their actions, but what we can control is our thoughts about those actions. And because our thoughts create our feelings, we have all the power to change how we feel. People who feel pretty good about themselves are willing to learn from the moments we all have where we don't follow our food plan. People who feel pretty good about themselves are willing to take on a challenge, even if it's outside their comfort zone and they might not crush it. (laughs) I'll tell you an example of that. I'm about to take a rowing class. I have never taken a rowing class before. And this will be in one of those boats with a whole bunch of people rowing in sync. I'm willing to take on that challenge because I'm choosing a positive thought. I'm going to give this a try. This might be fun. I think I can do this. And if I'm not amazing at it, that's fine too. I'm not trying to go to the rowing Olympics. I'm just trying to move my body in a boat with other women my age who are doing the same kind of thing. People who are feeling pretty good about themselves are willing to practice something over and over and over until it becomes a habit. And when I say practice, I mean that we allow room for missteps without berating ourselves. To me, the fact that we can raise our awareness of our unintentional thoughts and gradually invite ourselves to try new thoughts in order to create new feelings, that brain power is absolutely incredible. And you have it too. Now, let me invite you to think about your MBA. What's your next best action? My MBA is to catch myself when I'm thinking, I'm so busy, and I create the feeling of overwhelm. I'm going to pause and remind myself, Lisa, that's just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart.